Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to the Inside Connection. I'm Craig Martin coming to you live from Los Angeles here with my good friend and co-host, Christina Martin. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here yet again. It's a nice night here in Los Angeles. I'm excited we're about to have our day change, right? Over the weekend, we'll have a we are. Night. We're going to go the daylight, the daylight savings, mm-hmm. and we're going to be we're going to be putting the darkness back into the morning. Yeah, which is kind of good. It'll be easier to stay asleep mm-hmm. and harder to get up. <laughs> right. But Friday and Saturday night will last longer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's party time, people. Get ready. <laughs> Daylight savings time for the party for the party person and all of us. Yes. Yeah. I was you know, we were just talking and looking at the the planets where they are right now, that sort of global energy. And again, there's no fire, um, which is um you know, that's a deficit to not have fire it means that we don't want to really delve too deeply into creative process right now. We wanna feel things. We want to express things, but we don't want to have to come up necessarily with anything new. So communicating ideas that are already existing, modifying ideas that are already existing, and even potentially grounding those previously hashed out ideas is possible with Uranus and Taurus and Pluto and Capricorn. That's some Mm -hmm. earth there. Mm -hmm. But without any significant fire in the chart, it's not a good time to start something new. What do you think about that? Yeah, I 100% agree. I was even thinking even the earth is like a little harder to catch on to. I mean, Uranus is like such kind of eccentric, sporadic energy. And then uh, Pluto is so deep. So it's really concentrated on a lot of air and a lot of water, a lot of, well, Aquarius and Pisces, particularly these two ending signs. Mm-hmm. very Aquarius and Pisces, but you know, the moon's in Gemini and it is, a, it is a half moon, one of those half cookie moons. And mm-hmm. um, we're really in it. We're in the waxing half moon. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a little, you know, Gemini and Pisces as a square, that's moon and Gemini, sun and Pisces mm-hmm. is uh, kind of soft. It's kind of a soft, where it's certainly not one of the more difficult. They're the mutable signs, so they get along a little bit better than, you know, squares of other signs. Pisces and Gemini. Yeah. I think for Pisces, Gemini is too too shallow, and for Gemini, Pisces is too deep. <laughs> yes. You yeah. Know, for Gemini, Pisces is so morose and maudlin, and and for for Pisces, Gemini is too foolish too cerebral yeah foolish is a good word foolish is a good word mm-hmm. knowing people who have their self-note in, in gemini right like they just don't know when to stop kidding around mm-hmm. in gemini. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like um it's like gemini can be like that like not really knowing exactly when to be serious yeah right or how to be <laughs> Yeah, or how to be. Yeah, or how to be. So, you know, the show that we're doing tonight is called The Slow Push Short Aries because we are only, right, 11 days, 10 and a half days out from the first day of spring. Mm -hmm. And yet 
all of the planets are so still. It's, it's a theme that we've been having this year. Everything is being tethered. You know, everything is being tethered. And, and certainly the war, which we haven't really mentioned very much about, but the war is something that, yeah, it, it's going to slow down or prevent the naturally explosive positive energy mm. of spring, the way in which, you know, we all come back out of our shell after winter. Mm-hmm. And this is only the last week of winter, um, but it feels like we're just still bogged down in some really heavy, right? Spring is supposed to be the start of the lighter signs, Aries, Taurus, and Gemini, right? Those, right. Are, those are our spring signs. And those signs are the most uplifting, lighthearted, you know, yeah. make things happen, right. you know, it's like smell the flowers kind yeah. of things, right? They're yeah. great. There's, there's a lot of texture and color and good things that come around in the spring. And yet the planets are all back in the darkest of winter. And Venus and Mars are delightful. We haven't really spoken about them a lot, but for all the listeners, Venus and Mars are traveling along right next to each other now already for three weeks and for at least another week. Venus is finally really past Mars and she's accelerating. So she is going to break away from Mars and actually be a whole sign away from Mars within a month, which is kind of astounding. Mm-hmm. But the retrograde Venus period, it was very auspicious that Mars just happened to catch up with Venus and just passed Venus. And then as Venus has accelerated, she's going to pass Mars again. That dance has been beautiful to mm. watch from an astronomer's point of view, I'm sure, you know, not even mm-hmm. astrology, but just astronomers must have been dazzled by six weeks of Venus and Mars in a strong conjunction. And uh, mm. have you seen it? Have you seen it? I caught it a couple of, a couple mornings, like two two different mornings is pretty early, but uh, yeah, gorgeous, yeah. bright. Yeah. It will be easier to see after um, Sunday because Our, we're going to be getting like, up in the dark again. You right. Know, it'll be dark. Right. It'll be darker. So uh, anyone who'd like to see that conjunction, you can see it in the early morning in the east. It's unmissable. Mm-hmm. Um, Venus is so bright you'll think that it's like a jumbo 747 headed right for your house <laughs> and Mars is smaller but red and right next to her so right that's next. kind of nice but they still are in Aquarius and Aquarius is midwinter right it's the sign of January and February mm-hmm. it's about collective consciousness it's about being able to be in the developmental place of hope and ideals it's Hmm. not really about bringing those hopes and ideals out into right and jupiter is in pisces so everything is still embryonic and even Hmm. though the sun is going to go into aries i think it's going to be by the time jupiter goes into aries which is i think in may i want to say or early uh, late quickly no it is may right around may 10th so, yeah, we only have two months until Jupiter goes into Aries, but that two months is going to be very slow to reveal the spring. Very, mm-hmm. very you know, spring is like a hope kind of renewal of hope. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think we're going to be bogged down in, you know, po- 
political difficulties and, you know, national issues and war for a while. I don't think it's right. just going to resolve super easily. And I think that the the cause for hope will, will be just slightly delayed. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, Pisces brings hope, but a Pisces also brings a little bit of diffuseness or confusion as well. So, yeah, the wateriness of Pisces. The, I love that term you used, embryonic, you know, yeah. moment with Pisces. Because it's not really disconnected. That's the thing about Aquarius and Pisces in particular is that they're so deeply dependent upon connection and not always necessarily in the healthiest way, right? Mm. Aquarius is the detriment of the sun. Mm-hmm. So the most difficult placement for the sun is in Aquarius because you're not really thinking about yourself and the way in which you're making an impact on the world around you as an Aquarius. That's the natural placement of the sun. It's ego-driven. And mm-hmm. so with the sun in Aquarius, you're thinking about the group and how to meet group needs and how to be one of the group. That's, that's yes. um, antithetical to the sun's energy. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So Aquarius and Pisces are both very embryonic, meaning that they're dependent on others, just like mm-hmm. the embryo is dependent on the mother. And then Aries is when we cut the cord. Yeah. Aries is when, Aries we're out. Is when we take when we take our first breath, you know. So yeah. that's why the metaphor actually for life can be seen in the signs. Aries is juvenile; it's infantile, in fact, at a lot of levels. But it's mm-hmm. still it's still filled with wonder. Oh yeah, I mean, if you think about how how new and 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 open a, a baby is a toddler is there's they know nothing they they're just exploring the world with no prejudices or connections even really they're just even starting to form connections but really it's the the exploration of the self in the world so i think that pisces that. i think that pisces though can be like a little morose you know yes. hopeful in the sense of naivete but not hopeful like the sun's return. You know, that's Aries, right? The sun's return. The spring is here. You know, we're not going to starve to death. That's how the ancient people felt. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have that in Pisces. It was still too cold. You still really couldn't plant. You still had to, like, wait, wait, wait. And just like the baby, right, in that gestational phase, that last phase before Aries, you still have to wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. You're not really viable. You can't really be birthed yet. You you might not survive. Mm-hmm. And I think Pisces lives with that, lives in that, that realm in. of I need to be connected. I yeah. need to be connected. I mean, that's why they cling and, um, and have such deep needs for connection with others. Mm-hmm. I, I know some really evolved Pisces, by the way. They're not all like that. And when I wrote the Pisces chapter to the book, it's very beautiful. It's mm-hmm. written in, in terms of some really elevated, beautiful, spiritual um, points of view. Like the Piscean lens on the world is just dreamy. 
it's dreamy. It's like coloring the world with this really rich palette. And the reason that they get so morose is that the real world pales in comparison mm. to that palette. Mm-hmm. A pastel world, not a rich, vibrant. Yeah, there's a little bit of disappointment or hopes dashed, hopes dropped with Pisces, with that morose feeling that we sometimes get. The person that we thought is not who we thought. The sadness of that. Right. The world isn't what they thought. <laughs> right, right. The, the world person. isn't what right. they thought. You know, the world right. is like a dreamy fantasy painted in Texacolor. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like putting, you know, Walt Disney and Marvel Comics together in the same room. It's fun. It's exciting, and it's mm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Throw in a little bit of Jane Austen, and you've got it going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Roll one up, Jane Austen and Walt Disney, and get together with them. Oh, my gosh. Jump in. Pisces. So great. Dreamy world of imagination. It's lovely there, as long as you don't open up your eyes too wide. (laughs) Right. Or stay too long. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I always think of Disneyland for some reason when I think of Pisces. It's just such a fantastical place and it's so popular everybody wants a fantasy as long as you don't stay too long the new the new new disney motto (laughs) it's dreamy as long as you don't stay too long because by the time you stay too long you don't feel real good you're exhausted and you're broke Uh uh-huh yes the cracks start coming out you see the paint chipping away yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes yes so that's not... the drag right that's the slow uh-huh. push toward Aries. is that we're still i mean mercury just went into pisces like basically just now yes <laughs> it's at zero in one minute zero degrees in one minute we're, we're launching tonight's show in a zero zero degree pisces mercury the detriment of mercury by the way Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. kind of what we're talking about that dream space that isn't really grounded in real linear thinking it's a mm-hmm. great placement for a musician for an artist for uh, maybe like a serious healthcare worker like a nurse possibly um, mm-hmm. somebody that's Call very it. selfless or very giving it's very good for artistry and poetry but it is not good if you need to balance your checkbook or get the house clean mm-mm or make a contract, or, yeah. And we have at least a month of that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, then Venus and Mars in Aquarius, and Jupiter won't be until May. I say May. I say May is when we'll finally start coming out of the slumber of this winter, mm-hmm. the real slumber. I wonder if the weather is going to continue to support that as well. I always think that that's interesting. It'll be worth making a note of that. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have a cold spring? You know, generally, not freezing cold, but like we've had a pretty Colder. cold winter here in California. Yep, we sure We're have. still having nights in the 40s, and I mean, it's ridiculous to complain about cold weather here, but it's <laughs> been it's been cold in other parts of the country as well, with some yep. serious fluctuations. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there is no end in sight to the rising gas prices, people. So just hold on to your stocks, you know. 
there is no end in sight to that. That's that's Mm. part of the gas companies. There's clearly no shortage. They're reacting and raising the prices because of a perceived shortage. There's no immediate real shortage. And so it's, you know, whatever is happening with a shortage, the, the, Oil and gas companies refuse to put in. They they they're glad to just pass it on to us. Mm-hmm. It's not a political thing. It's not a political thing. There are always political things going on in the world. The rise in gas prices is not about politics. It's about the oil companies. <laughs> yeah, and as right, they always have been. They don't have cool. to raise the price. They could make a little less per gallon, seeing as they make billions of dollars in annualized profit. <laughs> just saying, just, just a little tip, small tip there. Right, <laughs> right. But it's yeah. always in this in in our society. It's always about the bottom line. So let's just say they made, you know, fifty or a hundred billion last year in annualized profit. They cannot make, you know, forty-five or ninety annualized profit this year. They have to make more. That's the way that. You know, mm-hmm. our society is built. There's no mm-hmm. way to even rectify this, to, to even say that to a corporate business person. Like, how can you help bail out the consumer? And yeah. they would no, no, say, no. contact the government. Right. Right. We're not in the business of consumers. We're in the business of ourselves. Right. Money making. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which also yeah, feels yeah. like a little bit of the, I mean, you know, I'm feeling the gas thing definitely feels a little Piscean, the morose, the the drag, the confusion of, about the it all. The victimization. victimization. Yes. yes, exactly, exactly. But then I think also, you know, we, we have a little bit, this the Venus, Mars, and even Saturn in, in Aquarius, I am feeling a little bit of like the hope in this, you know, David Goliath story, Ukraine versus yeah. Big Russia. There's something oh, yeah. amazing. You know, exciting about that, about the oh, it's amazing. community coming it's together. Amazing. Venus and Mars are about to conjunct Zelensky's sun. Ah. He's five degrees Aquarius. So yes. Venus and Mars are yeah. Yeah, no, he's about to get some love and some power. Some more yeah. power I would imagine is gonna deliver. Mm-hmm. You know, the United States just recently balked at an idea that Poland put out there, but the Polish people are really showing up for the Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're somebody that's curious about history and culture and the way in which people, you know, the importance of people, everybody is important. Do Ukrainians seem like beautiful people? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and they're, and, and they're people. <laughs> I mean, that's the Aquarian thing is they exist too, just like us. They have families and grocery stores and struggles and living a regular yeah. life. And and now it's been blown to smithereens. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How, how would we like that for our lives? So. No, horrible. That would be so horrible to be disrupted at that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, there's, there's a lot of sadness, which is Pisces too. Mm. The the collective sense of martyrdom and victimization and how there are bullies in the world. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There, Not everyone. How is. do you be a kid on the playground that stands up to the bullies? You know, can we be? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's that slow push towards Aries because there's, yes. there's, there's still this need to take care of other people, feel compassionate and empathetic towards other people. I think you're going to see such a strong shift away from that in May when Jupiter goes into Aries. There's going to be an enormous self, self-empowerment movement. How can we all individually have our own sovereign rights? Mm. And, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I like to think about that for sure, the the feeling sorry for victimization, but then moving towards Aries more, you know, pioneering action, more more of the assertion into feeling and being strong. There's like a, such a strength with Aries. Yeah. That we really there miss is. out on. And it's a little ways off, but Neptune and Saturn are going to go into Aries together in a couple of years. And there's, there's, and when Pluto goes into Aquarius, there's going to be a renaissance in community and individual, individual groups of people and mm-hmm. the way in which that we can find our unique niche and how we can. It's going to be very serious, Saturn and Aries. It's going to be mm-hmm. very serious. The individual and individual, not since Uranus was in Aries. When Uranus was in Aries, we saw the clash of the individual against the patriarchy, Pluto and Capricorn. And we Mm. saw the Arab Spring and Occupy Wall Street. And those Mm. things all happened from Uranus in Aries. And and it, it, it was strong. There were strong yeah. waves of individual sovereignty. And we'll go back to that again with Neptune and Saturn and Aries. It's going to come back, right? It's like a little swing of the pendulum. The Black Lives Matter movement was very about Saturn. It was very about Aquarius. It was very about fairness and egalitarianism. Mm-hmm. It was not necessarily about Aries. It was different, right? Mm-mm. This was Mm-mm. This was a cry out for um, fairness and Mm -hmm. egalitarian treatment, equal treatment under the law, very Saturn and Aquarius. But when they all go into Aries, it's going to be more about the individual's righteousness for their own independence and sovereignty. Talk about things like Bitcoin, financial situations, um, smaller nations, and, and the way in which, you know, they still have a right to exist. They still have a right to their own sovereign identity. That's why the world is reacting this way too towards Russia. The world's reacting this way towards Russia. If, if there had been so much social media and so much connectivity 25 or 30 years ago, when China took Tibet, the Mm. same thing would have happened to the Chinese. Mm -hmm. It didn't because where was was the the there was community wherever the people there was right there was not enough global outrage right in the moment you know now you go on to twitter and there's global outrage over what's happening and unfortunately for the russian people who are people too yeah um they're suffering as a way of creating pressure on the people to change their leadership Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, I'm th- it's so interesting that we're talking about this because, you know, I mean, I I think that I had heard Facebook got banned. Social media is heavily either banned or, or you know, 
laud and right oppressed because it is such a um, threat. It's such a formidable force when groups of people get together. Yes. And it'll be interesting to see when the Venus Mars conjunction aligns with Saturn, Mm -hmm. which I think is probably only in maybe another two weeks, maybe three at the most. No, I would say it's going to be about three weeks. So roughly in about three weeks. Yes. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I've looked this up. It's going to be opposite Putin's. It is right around the 1st of April. Go ahead. Um, That is going to be, is it, it's at like 22, I think, or 23? Yeah, 21. Right. So Putin's Pluto, his Pluto and Leo is at 21 Leo. So it'll be all exactly opposite. Uh, interesting. Great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if and if he does have an astrologer, that would be the day when someone would try to take him out. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Mars and Saturn in opposition to his Pluto and Leo. Yeah. Right. It's a yeah. very aggressive, very aggressive transit. Yeah. Focused aggression. Yeah. From the people. From from Aquarius. Right. Yeah. Yes. What a time. All before. What a time! What a time! The the the, the customary like, oh, spring is coming. You know, mm-hmm. it just feels heavy, mm-hmm. and it and right on the heels of you know the coronavirus and the Omicron variant and how that thrust us into a really weird winter. Mm-hmm. And now coming out of a weird winter with that, and oh, maybe we're all going to be allowed to take our masks off. Oh, and it's the two year anniversary on the 13th because it started on Friday the 13th. I'll never forget that day when, <laughs> when the mask mandate and the lockdown, the national lockdown went on Friday the 13th, 2020. Oh <laughs> and so that day is this Sunday. And, wow. and, and so, okay, two years and the pandemic is some of the heavier aspects that were, that existed at that time. Some of the heavier aspects in general, Saturn square Uranus is also over. Mm-hmm. Right. right, we had that all last year. The, the collective chart of the group chart is a lot easier to swallow. It's much more palatable than yeah. the universal chart. It does not have as many difficult alignments in it, and it won't for some time. There, there yeah. won't be a really, a really difficult aspect in the chart globally for a while, but it still left us with war. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're like, you know, okay, right, so crumb. here, here. Here's the here's the transit going out the door, you know, like Saturn right. square Uranus. Here we go out the door. How about war? <laughs> and while there might not be another curveball on the horizon, war is a big enough exit. Uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a grand departure. Um, yes, and, our exit and interview. Yes, and it's taking up a lot of it's, it's taking up a lot of space. And it's it true, rightfully. I'm not complaining about it. I I'm actually very invested in in it emotionally. Very invested in correctness and rightness and and justice. Um, right. And I think we can all hold space for that here at the Inside Connection Radio. You know, we can all hold space for correctness and rightness and justice, and that that might be done. Yeah. You know? The, the symbolism of this war certainly is about that. I mean, most wars are, but yeah. it feels, 
it feels some like... of them are just more competitive this one's mm-hmm. definitely about the fight for democracy over authoritarianism which is happening globally it's it's been it's happening in our country mm-hmm. there's, an, there's an autocratic desire to take over our government and never mm-hmm. have fair elections again through voter suppression and all kinds of weird techniques that will eliminate the righteous vote and that's very sad we're we're supposed to be a beacon of that i feel Venus, Mars, and Saturn are going to be conjuncting the United States moon also mm. and, and the U.S. moon in, in the U.S. chart. And, yeah, we're going to see some movement, hopefully, again, in freedom, freedom, Aquarius. Right, right. community, friendship, groups, equality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, you know, we only have about one minute left of our show and tonight. So I want to thank everyone for being here. And I know that our listeners are up. So that's very exciting for us. And we're very flattered and happy to have new people listening to the show. And we hope to continue to bring interesting content to bring you interesting content on Wednesday nights here at six o'clock Pacific live from Los Angeles. And if you want to get in touch with Christina or I, you can find us at sageofstars.com, Sage of Stars on Twitter or Facebook, or the Los Angeles Astrology School, uh, where you can learn astrology yourself in very simple set of lessons. And other than that, it's always a pleasure to be here with you, Christina, and mm-hmm. have a chat with you about what's going on in the astrological realm. I'm always happy to do it. I think we have a great time here, and I'm happy we have all our listeners, and we're, we're a collective community here. Excellent. Well, good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.